Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rovardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson. And the New York Giants are once again bitten by the injury bug. They've got players left and right missing practice today. Daniel Jones is, of course, the primary player to keep an eye on here as he deals with this neck injury. The Giants thought that he would be back in practice today, but unfortunately, he sat out of practice because his neck became even more sore, apparently. Darren Waller also did not practice. He's dealing with a groin injury now, so the Giants injury situation has gone from bad to worse. Uh, Of course, also Andrew Thomas not practicing. Doesn't look like he's going to be ready on Sunday, but Saquon Barkley, maybe we'll see. But ahead of this week six matchup with the Buffalo Bills on Sunday night football, the New York Giants are a banged up football team, a bad football team, and they look like they're in for a scary situation on Sunday night. So we'll go ahead and give you guys the full injury report and give you our reactions to the injury report in today's episode. But before we dive into all that, Make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. And go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. Without further ado, Alex, how are you doing today, my friend? And what are your thoughts on the Giants' long injury report list? Well, uh, I'm doing all right. Um, You know, every single day I wake up, there's five new Giants on the injury list. Don't know how they got there. Don't know what happened. They just show up. Micah McFadden's ankle injury last week, and today... You know, you're seeing a lot of guys going down. Darren Waller shows up with a groin injury. Wandale with the this or that knee injury. I don't even know. I can't keep track anymore. We're going to have a freaking high school team playing offense for us in a couple of weeks if we keep up this pace of injuries. But look, the truth is, guys, Buffalo Bills, I'm not feeling like Daniel Jones is going to play this week. I'm not feeling too optimistic about it. Didn't practice today. They're calling it day-to-day. They said the same thing about Saquon Barkley, guys. The same exact thing. Saquon was like, oh, it's okay. Daniel Jones, oh, it's okay. It's not the same injuries before. And now he's missed three weeks. You know what I mean? So Daniel Jones... I feel as though he's probably not going to play. Um, Tyrod Taylor, suit up, buddy, and time to freaking pull a miracle out of the hat because that's the best we got at this point in time. Uh, without Andrew Thomas, with you know, we'll see about John Michael Schmitz. Um, you know, we'll see Tyrod Taylor in action. I mean, he gets hurt every time he steps on the field, so wouldn't be surprised if Tommy DeVito ended up playing at some point. Obviously, never hoping for an injury, but you know, every time I see Tyrod, he's always laying on the ground after some hit or something because he escapes the pocket, runs around, takes a hit, and gets hurt. And I feel like, I mean, at least it's trying. At least he's putting some effort in there. Um, But, you know, right now, I don't want to watch this game, my friends. i got to be honest with you. Sunday night, uh, prime time again in front of everybody on national television. Just put us in the freaking 9.30 a.m. slot. Send us to freaking London. I don't care. I don't want to be embarrassed again in prime time. I'd rather wake up and this game be over. I don't want to see it. It's just nonstop, just just pain. Um, But... Injuries, Aziz Ojolari, another ankle injury. I just it just keeps happening to the guy. I just I feel I feel terrible for him, but at the same time, um, I think yes, he probably is starting to get that injury-prone label. I think at the beginning of the season, I was on fence about that. I don't think I was on the fence on that side of saying you know he's injury-prone just yet. But I think I'm pretty much there. I mean, he's already gotten hurt twice in five weeks. I don't know what to say at this point. Um, you know, it just keeps happening. I really want to see some of our youngsters get more opportunities to play. Hopefully, Wandale's good. Apparently, Darren Waller said he's going to practice tomorrow, which is good news because he's on my fantasy team, and I'd love for him to have a big week with Tyrod under center. But you know what, Anthony, looking ahead, 
do you think Daniel Jones plays? Because I definitely do not think so. And, you know, what are you expecting from Tyrod Taylor if, if the veteran and the backup quarterback has to suit up and play against his former team? Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I think we can call it the Tyrod Taylor revenge game in some ways. It's probably not the most exciting headline or the most exciting storyline going into this matchup, but it's very possible that Tyrod Taylor does get the start. Now, Daniel Jones said that he's working hard and he is hopeful that he will be able to play on Sunday. You have your doubts about it. I also have my doubts about it. This does feel like the Giants once again calling a player day-to-day when they know he's not going to be playing like they've done with Saquon Barkley. Now, Saquon Barkley might play, but we'll get into that in a second. But with Tyrod Taylor, what are my expectations? expectations for him going into this game well I think he's going to be under pressure a lot he's going to get hit a lot so he's going to need to protect his body first and foremost because the last thing the Giants want is to go down to their third string quarterback especially on a primetime matchup and watch things get that ugly once again like it did a couple seasons ago when Mike Glennon was in the game and then Jake Fromm was in the game I don't want to watch the Jake Fromm level Giants play once again so what I need here, if Tyrod, if Tyrod Taylor does get the start on Sunday night, I just need him to stay healthy. Go out there and play decent enough football. And honestly, I have pretty high expectations for Tyrod Taylor. Not the highest. I don't think he's going to go in there and play at an elite level. But I think as an NFL veteran quarterback who's been in the league for like a decade now, he should be able to go out there and give you serviceable starting quality snaps. And that's what the Giants pay him to do. Like They invested pretty heavily into that backup quarterback position last offseason by signing Tyrod Taylor because they intend on having a guy who could go out there and start games. Daniel Jones, I wouldn't call him injury prone, but I mean, he missed the final six games of um, the 2021 season. He missed time as a rookie as well in 2019. He had missed time with injuries every single season prior to last season. So they knew when they signed him to this long-term contract that this was a quarterback. Daniel Jones was a quarterback that has a tendency to take too many hits over the course of a season because of poor offensive line play and miss some time due to injuries. So that's why they invested in Tyrod Taylor. So now Tyrod Taylor needs to prove that they made the right investment here. Go out there and give them at least something quality on the football field. Just be a serviceable starting quarterback. That's what he's paid to do. And I think that he has that ability in him. I don't think that the Giants would have paid him this much money if they didn't believe that. And honestly, I do believe that because if you look throughout Tyrod Taylor's career, I don't think he's ever been terrible. He's never been a bad quarterback. He's always been about average to maybe a little bit below and some years even a little bit above average. But he's never been an elite quarterback that pushed the Buffalo Bills through the postseason. He got them there and then they got bounced in the first round or he would get very close to getting to the postseason. He's never been a great quarterback. But Tyrod Taylor's always been an average to okay quarterback and I think that's really fine for the Giants right now because with Daniel Jones and where he's at his play has been very erratic. You've got some weeks where his play has been very poor. You have week two where his play was elite. This past week against the Miami Dolphins, Daniel Jones gave them a good game. But right now, when you're talking about Daniel Jones being injured, playing through an injury, you're probably guessing that it's going to be a poor performance out of him. So if Tyrod Taylor can go out there and just give you something serviceable, something okay, I think that you say, Daniel Jones, let's just take it easy, rest you up this week. Let's not even risk aggravating your neck because neck injuries can be scary, guys. Like I know that it's just neck soreness that he's dealing with right now but you know how that could be it can trickle down into a more severe injury when you're talking about your neck so maybe the Giants just say hey Daniel Jones even if you think that you're ready to play this week maybe we just hold you out the same way we did to Saquon Barkley last week we give you one more week to recover and we let this this backup quarterback that we're paying good money to play let him go play and give us something serviceable and I'm curious to know your thoughts on that too Alex just 
just holding Daniel Jones out, protecting your quarterback. I mean, you haven't been able to protect him on the football field, so maybe you protect him by taking him off of the football field. I think there is an argument to be made about that. So maybe the Giants do give Daniel Jones some extra time to rest and just see what they got in a backup quarterback and Tyrod Taylor, who again, they're paying pretty good money to. So curious to know your thoughts on letting Daniel Jones rest this week. Yeah, I mean, I think that's objectively the right thing to do because think about the limitations it puts on your playbook if you have him play and he can't run, right? Daniel Jones, half of his ability right now is his ability to run. Like the offensive line can't protect, so they have to design an opportunity for him to pick up first downs with his legs. And if you have if you have a neck injury and that and the high probability of re-injuring it, he has to get medical clearance before he even steps foot on the football field again um, with a neck injury of this of this uh, kind of magnitude. But you know, he said it's not the same one as he had in the past, which required surgery. But I'll tell you this right now: um, if he runs and gets re in here, gets hurt again, reaggravated, and it gets even more serious, you're in a bad spot. Also, Anthony, let's talk about this: if he gets blindsided again by a bad left tackle position, you know, Josh Judo struggling or Matt Parrott, and he gets blindsided again and gets whiplashed again, you might be talking about permanent damage. You know what I mean? Like doubling up on that. Like you can't risk that, guys. I, I mean, in my this is just my personal opinion. There's no shot Daniel Jones is playing this weekend. If anything, he's on he's on the injury report. But if he plays, he is going to be extremely limited, and the Giants are going to be limited. And I don't think they can afford to be limited because think about it, their their playbook is already cut in half. They can't throw the ball downfield. They can barely throw the ball at all. They they haven't had a running back over 30 yards since Saquon Barkley's performance in Week Two. I mean, it's a disaster, right? Like you know, you you have to put Tyrod Taylor, and you cannot compromise Daniel Jones's health. Not only because you need him for later because the Giants are done like the season's pretty much over anyway if you lose this game um not only are you just trying to preserve yourself you know for the long term but at the same time you just don't want to put a human being in the in a in a place where they could get permanently injured like that's you know it's more about like the ethics of it than it is about you know preparing for later in the season when the Giants are one in seven you know what I mean like the, the season's like I'm not thinking about that anymore I'm thinking about his health overall and you don't put someone with a neck injury in a position where he's going to get hurt and even further and you know I'd rather see Tyrod Taylor for that reason I'd rather see Tyrod get the opportunity to start he can move he can run he can pick up uh, yards with his legs and that's going to be a lot more than what Daniel Jones can do because they simply cannot put him in a position where he is or the probability of him getting hurt again and maybe compounding on that is even higher so I think that's kind of my take when it comes to Daniel Jones and you know I think the 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 likelihood of him playing is probably less than 25 percent I'd agree with you. I don't think that he should play this week. I think it's a massive risk. I think that it would be almost unethical. Like you said, it would just be a danger to his health long term. And it's one that the Giants shouldn't even take. It's a risk they should not even consider taking. So I don't think that Daniel Jones plays this week. If he does, I hope he goes out there, he balls out and he pulls off the upset. But honestly, you know, you're talking about a guy who's going to be rendered almost immobile because of the neck injury. And you just can't be immobile behind that offensive line. If he's standing there like a statue getting hit, he's only going to get even more injured. So I agree with your take, Alex. I think it would be wise for the Giants to keep him out of the lineup this week. Um, but now Saquon Barkley looks like he's got a good shot at playing. I wonder if the Giants play him this week with Daniel Jones out of the lineup, how he's kind of utilized if they rely on him for the majority of the game. But the, the real the storyline here for the Giants, in my opinion, and what it's been all season is the offensive line and the health of the offensive line. Now, Andrew Thomas, once again, not practicing, doesn't look like he's going to be playing. John Michael Schmitz didn't practice, shoulder injury still bothering him, likely not to be playing. I'm wondering, Alex, do you think that this is the week we see Justin Pugh get called up from the practice squad? Could he maybe go out there, contribute some snaps at left guard? You move Ben Bredesen in at center. Um, maybe you have Justin, Justin Pugh even go out there and play left tackle like he did as a rookie for the New York Giants back in 
2013. I think that's an interesting storyline to follow there. I'm curious to know your thoughts on that and also your thoughts on the Giants holding Lael Collins in for a workout. I know you're probably really excited about that. You've been banging the table, screaming and pleading, asking Joe Shane to bring in Lael Collins for a workout. They've finally done that, but so have the New York Jets, so we'll see if he ends up signing here. But this Giants offensive line could look completely different in the coming weeks, but I want to know how you feel about Lyle Collins potentially joining the squad and maybe getting Justin Pugh in the lineup alongside him. Well, I'll tell you what, don't want to watch Mark Lewinsky anymore, and I don't, we don't have, we don't have John Michael Schmitz and Ben Brenson starting at center, then who the hell else do we have? Shane Lemieux? God help me, please no. No, Shane Lemieux, please. Mark Lewinsky, he's equally as freaking terrible. Please, God, take them out. Just take them out. Justin Pugh, he's been on the freaking team three days, I guarantee you. I could, I could, I would bet money that he puts up a far superior performance than both Lewinsky and Shane Lemieux, who know the damn playbook. I would I want to see Justin Pugh. Give me him at left guard. Put him at left guard. He's going to help Josh Azudu significantly. He's going to help Ben Bredesen significantly because he's experienced, because he's actually a decent pass protector. Um, and we don't run the freaking ball anyway. Like, this team does not run the football, right? So what's the point of having, like, run-first offensive linemen in there? You might as well have a, a top pa- interior pass-blocking guard like Justin Pugh, who that's what his bread and butter is. Um, even if he doesn't know every sna- every single, you know, play just yet, just have him know the plays that we're going to run because we can only have half a playbook anyway right now. So I think that you start him. You got his full padded practice in today. Look, I doubt he starts this week because I think it's still too soon. I think he starts the week after um, against Washington or whoever it is, the Jets-Washington. Um, um, and I think that he probably starts that game, um, given John Michael Schmitz doesn't make a full return. He, honestly, bro, even if John Michael Schmitz does return, I think he should be playing right guard or left guard, and you should move Ben Bredesen to either side, right? Like, Marcus McKethan, whoa, last week was bad. Bad, bad. I mean, he's been bad for a couple of weeks straight now. So, look, I, I get, like, wanting to give these, some of these guys opportunities, but they're just not good players right now. Like, you know what I mean? Um, like, I feel bad for Azudo, but he's not a good player right now at left tackle. Um, when it comes to interior guard, Marcus McKethan has struggled considerably. I'd rather Justin Pugh play and see if he's got any gas left in the tank. And if he does, then you extend him on a year uh, on, a, on another contract for 2024. And at least you have a decent uh, veteran who can play at a, at least an average level. That's that's my take on it personally. Um, but yes, if they feel confident enough that Justin Pugh is in football shape and he knows enough of the playbook, I am starting Justin Pugh at left guard on Sunday, and I'm not even thinking twice about it because Mark Lewinsky cannot be trusted. He gave up three sacks and five or six pressures last week. Like, he stinks. Stinks like freaking old cheddar. Stinky. And I just don't think... He he hasn't really never played left guard either. Like, this is his first time. He was really a right guard traditionally. Um, but they wanted McKeith in there for some reason, so... Or just wanted youth upside anything. Just an unknown. Uh, because they know what Lewinsky is, and he stinks. So, I think at left guard... Neither Glowinski nor Shane Lemieux should be sniffing the field at all for the rest of the season if they have anybody else that even has a fighting chance of being better, and they do in Justin Pugh. So I do feel as though, um, you know, as soon as he's ready, he should be in their starting games. Yeah, I agree with you. And here's my ideal starting offensive lineup by season's end. This is what I would like to see. Once Andrew Thomas is healthy again, he's starting at left tackle. I'd like to see Justin Pugh take over the starting job at left guard. I think at center, John Michael Schmitz returns to the lineup healthy. Right guard, you have Ben Bredesen slot in there. And then hopefully the New York Giants do end up signing Lael Collins. He goes in there at right tackle. I think if you look at that starting five on paper, it's so significantly better than what the Giants are putting on the field right now. I know it means Evan Neal goes to the bench 
Listen, guys, that doesn't mean it's the end of Evan Neal's career. It doesn't mean he can't be a good player. That means that in the offseason, they can reevaluate what they have with him. They can move him into guard, try him out at that position, see how he fits on this offensive line in the future. It doesn't mean that they're fully giving up on him. But right now, what you're putting on the field at the offensive line position is just terrible, not good enough, and you're getting players hurt because of it, right? I mean, you could argue that Saquon Barkley's injury stems from the lack of the offensive line um, being able to perform properly, and you can absolutely argue that Daniel Jones getting injured and even Tyrod Taylor getting the, the win knocked out of him in the fourth quarter last week's game. All of that just is because of how bad the offensive line is. Every single issue revolving or every single issue in this New York Giants offense right now stems from that bad offensive line. So if you can get your best five on the field and, you know, those players are not included on the current offensive lineup, like you just find Lyle Collins, you put Justin Pugh in there, you bench some of these younger guys who are still developing, give them more time to develop. There's nothing wrong with that, but you got to put something better on the football field. You're going to keep getting players hurt if you don't, and you're going to keep losing football games if you don't, and that's going to cost people their coaching jobs as well. So the New York Giants, they don't have a choice. Hopefully that's the starting five by the end of the season. Again, Lael Collins, they had him in for a workout. Don't know if they're going to sign him yet, but they really should. Like they should just try their best and go ahead and get him and just get some more talent in this offensive line room. It can't hurt you to have more talent, but right now with the, ta- with the talent that the Giants have, it's not sustainable. Players are going to keep getting hurt and they're going to keep losing football games. But other than that, I mean, you got a bunch of guys on this injury report. You mentioned Wandale Robinson earlier. I'm pretty sure he's still just dealing with some uh, tightness from his knee. They're just continuing to work him up to a full workload in practice um, from the ACL injury last season. Aziz Ojalar, you mentioned him earlier. Um, like you said, or going into the season, maybe he didn't have the injury-prone label. Maybe now he does. I'd have to agree with you. He probably does, unfortunately. Um, and he also hasn't been super efficient when he's been on the field this season either. I mean, last year, it was when he was healthy, he was dominant but he was never healthy this year he's never healthy and when he's on the field he's far from dominant Um, and Micah McFadden that's a player who I'm hoping can return to the lineup I think the Giants really felt his absence last week against the Miami Dolphins they got ran all over I know the Miami Dolphins offense is just incredible their rushing attack is top the top in the NFL but Micah McFadden is definitely a good enough run defender to go out there and give you solid snaps I think that Isaiah Simmons great in coverage but not who you want out there on all those rushing downs so Micah McFadden I'm hoping that he can return to the lineup but Alex any other thoughts on the Giants injury report um, and kind of how you're feeling about some of these players as they recover and try and make their way onto the field for Sunday night's game um I mean uh... I'd love to see Micah McFadden back in there. I thought he was getting some really good reps in. He was making some good progress, good tackling. Um, him and Bobby, honestly, I think that Micah McFadden and Bobby Okereke can be a pretty decent linebacker duo. And Isaiah Simmons wasn't bad last week either. Like, he had a couple of decent moments. So, um, <clears throat> at this point in time, I really just like some of those guys that were actually experiencing some uptick in production and efficiency to continue getting opportunities. Uh, So, you know, that definitely stood out to me. I'd like to see Micah McFadden back in there. Um, On the offensive side, hopefully Darren Waller is good to go. Wandale obviously has been so, so good for us um, over a small sample size, um, just as a really a security blanket. Like he's been the security blanket for Daniel Jones. And I think Tyrod Taylor is going to probably target him a lot. You know, he's one of those guys that gets open really early in routes. And I think that the Giants need guys like that because they can't get open later in routes due to the offensive line. Um, So, you know. Right now, my friends, we are certainly looking at a pretty problematic next couple of weeks. I'm, I just, uh, it's like at one, at some point, like I, I do want to see winning football, but at some point, it's at the same time, it's like this season also feels like it's over. So it's tough. Like we're in a weird spot where like nobody, you know, if we're one and six, and you know everyone's thinking the same thing, 
you know, we hope we lose so we get a quarterback. But at the same time, like, I don't want to be one of those fans that, like, wants my team to lose. It's just, like, a weird, like, battle you have internally in your head. Like, one point I want, I really want Caleb Williams. On the other side, I also want to win football games. Um, I'm sure most of you guys in the comments are about to say, I want Caleb Williams, and I don't care about winning the rest of the season. So um, I, I definitely understand that take. I, under, I definitely understand that. But um, I don't want to tank either because tanking is, like, purposeful. That's, like, Philadelphia Eagles stuff. Like, you know, they did that a couple years back. So... I still want to be competitive and I still want to like maintain our culture because if you tank, everyone kind of loses respect for you and everyone remembers that. So um, I'd at least like to be competitive. Hopefully we lose those games while being competitive and end up with Caleb Williams and see what happens. So definitely would love to hear your perspectives like on that uh, internal battle that I'm currently facing myself going into the, uh, I guess, latter portion of the season. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we want to see our best players on the field. We want to see them win games. Right now, it seems unlikely that they're going to win a lot of games. Um, but also, I will just throw a little bit of optimism out there. You guys know I like to be optimistic when I can, even though it's really difficult to be optimistic about the New York Giants right now. But you look at this game against Buffalo. That's a tough one. It's a very unlikely win there. However, Week 7, Week 8, and Week 9, you have Washington Commanders, then the New York Jets, then the Las Vegas Raiders. One could argue that all three of those games are still winnable for the New York Giants. I mean, Washington has had their fair share of struggles. The New York Jets are a real mixed bag, and Las Vegas has been pretty bad as well, so the Giants could potentially have four wins in the next four weeks. I mean, I think they'd be what would they be? Four and six at that point, so you could argue maybe it's possible, but it's really unlikely. I mean, this Giants team has been very poor, but one of the ways that they could turn it around and pick up those three wins, they got to get the offensive line in check. They got to fix this offensive line. If they don't do that, I mean, the season's just never going to get better. But right now, I do think there is a fighting chance for the Giants to be competitive. You can look at the Detroit Lions as an example. Last year, they also started the season, what was it, one and five, one and six. They went on to go nine and eight, and now look at them. They're contenders for the Super Bowl this season. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I, we're pretty down on the Giants right now. We're very pessimistic. The hope feels lost, but I will just say teams can have quick turnarounds. The Lions were bad last year. They turned around midseason. Now they're Super Bowl contenders. Hopefully our New York Giants can contend for the Super Bowl next season. I know I'm being really optimistic right now, guys, um, but I always like to put at least a little bit of hope out into the air and talk nicely about my New York Giants, even when they're treating me so poorly. But that pretty much wraps this one up. The injury report is definitely damning for this team going into week six, but again, maybe they'll be able to turn around in the coming weeks. Of course, make sure to leave a like if you did enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you miss an episode and comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section if listening on apple or spotify please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at fireside giants without further ado we will catch you all in the next one have a good one and let's go giants